Fiends with me, Karen Elizabeth Fian, and my illustrious guest today. You may have seen his HBO special, Son of a Gary. You might know him from Billions, formerly co-host of The Bonfire. I mean, everywhere, all over the place. Just the fucking best. Please clap it up like I'm hosting. <laughs> like, you know, I'm the host clap it home. Clap it up, clap it up. I'm sorry. Clap dance order, dance order, dance order, dance order. That's the best. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Clap it up. Nick Novicki and I used to do that all the time just as a joke. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. I do it to Rich Voss. Now, oh, oh dude, it's the best. We're, when you bring up someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to get really loud. Uh-oh. I sort of sigh. What, what happened? happened? Oh, oh God. I felt I was, the same way. I was like, what'd you do <laughs> now? Like, you, you fucking idiot. You guys broke podcasting. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the, so, the intro I never understand is the say something back, say hell yeah. Because oh, yeah. I don't think... This isn't a call and response. Like some crowds, maybe. Yeah. Most crowds, no, because mm-hmm. most crowds are like, "Wait, what?" What I- did I say? <laughs> Especially when it's like the third comic they've been going right. to. Like, I don't want to do that again. I'm eating my wings. No. I just want to watch you guys. Do well, and they jokes. really put the entire onus on the audience to like go ballistic. They're like, I need you guys to be at a total crescendo before this person begins. I don't even need that energy. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm like, like, let's bring me to a middle. A smattering <laughs> of applause would be okay. I'll take eye contact, guys. Everybody yeah. here? Everybody here? Because <laughs> you brought up famous people at the stand. And like at the cellar, when you hear it, it's like the two, the two pop. You say the famous person's name, mm-hmm. they go crazy. Yeah. Then they see said person, and then they go really crazy. Double nuts, yeah. One time at the cellar, I watched the, uh, Chris Rock went up, and these two guys were sitting there, and like they said Chris Rock, and the guy was like, ah. and then he saw him, and he started punching his friend. <laughs> I think it was with Joe List. I was with somebody, and we were like, look at that guy, he's punching his friend. And he was like, it's Chris they Rock. They can't handle it. Yeah, because they don't... They don't um, I was at the cellar the night of that. I got bumped for that billion dollar show. Do you remember that? It was like Schumer, Seinfeld, Aziz, Kevin Hart, uh, Chappelle. And this was all their net worths combined. It's a billion dollars. That's what they're calling it. Pretty cool. I love money. But it was funny because like knowing how how the crowds go crazy for celebrity right. reactions were they to the tired? cellar but they were like <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't even believe it they'd be like all right oh. Amy Schumer Amy Schumer Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they're like all right Jerry Seinfeld oh, Jerry Seinfeld like, <laughs> and by the end they were like no more no, no more <laughs> it was crazy it was crazy watching them and the Chappelle at the end they were just like oh fuck and they had Lost them all on it. stage at the same time but you're like there's a lot of money yeah that was a, but watching the audience get tired out just by the end, like, oh, sure, enough, sure, Enough, sure. enough fame. We can't Fine. handle it. No one, gra- how about just a guy I've never heard of? I would They're- go, I, I would go nuts for the American Gladiators tour oh. if they redid it. What episode are you on, on the Netflix? I think four or five. I've been falling asleep too. I was just going to say I've been dozing off it's good a falling asleep, Doc. Yeah, but then I wake up and like Nitro's like doing blow, fucking chick. I see, I haven't got to the good part and yet. And there's lesbians. Oh, they're just, everyone's fucking because they're all on roids. Yes. Uh, are you old enough to remember the television yeah. show being on? Yeah. I loved it. 
I was, um, I think I was like, I was young, but my brother was very into it, but it started, it was like appointment watching for us at some point in time. Like, I don't remember the scheduling. Mm -mm. I don't remember if it was when. It was night, not at nighttime. It was sometimes after SNL, Ah. but I, my brain's got too much resin in it. I don't remember Same. if it went wrestling Saturday, WWF Saturday night main event into American Gladiators which I feel like it did because yeah. that was my was wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm very surprised I never took a lot of steroids <laughs> because I grew up in the late, I was a kid, a little boy in the late 80s, yeah. early 90s. And it was everywhere. Hulk oh, Hogan yeah. was like the guy. I was a huge Hulkamaniac. Randy Macho Man Savage. Who didn't love him? But they also loved American Gladiators, loved every Arnold movie, yeah. every Stallone movie. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, I'm not saying all these guys are on gear. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I am. I am saying all, they are all, they're all on steroids. So I'm just surprised that more of me and my friends aren't just you. walking around right. just, it's an, it's just with just, back knee jacked. Uh, wait, ice was all right. Is that ice? Lace was my gal. Yeah, pull up Lace. Lace was my number what one. What was the black one? The, well, uh, was she was... With the braids. And she was... Um, she fire? Was, no. She, she was, was married and she was the, like on their tour bus. Have you got to the tour bus where they're all... No. All right, that's where they... They went on tour like to all these different cities and they took a tour bus together. And that's when they did a lot of their partying and humping and stuff. And, and these guys are great, right? Yeah. But the thing that I'm more impressed are is there are dudes that went on that show. The regular guys. And kicked They were ass. really good. They won sometimes. There was a couple guys that like won multiple times. They yeah. did like a champions one. Look at that. Look at them all. They're so tan. Because I bet if you're like not ripped, but yeah. just like a good athlete. Agile, fat. Like that's, yeah. She was married. What was she her was name? Good one. I don't remember. Blaze? Might have been Blaze. The names were so fun. Nitro. Loved it. My mom loved Nitro. Yeah, it was all teaser. We would all tease him. Oh, she <laughs> loved Nitro? Mom, yeah. Mom crushes her fun when you re remember him. Because now I'm 40 and I'm like, oh, my mom just was a person. But <laughs> yeah. like, like when the Colorado Rockies were made, a team in baseball was 1993. Yeah. And I was like 10 years old. And I remember my mom being like, Dante Bichette <laughs> is so cute. cute. Look at his butt. Yeah. She'd be like, I love his butt. Look at his butt and those baseball pants. Would, like, my mom would be like, ooh, look at Nitro and that tight yeah, spandex. He's dude. like, nothing like your father and his uh, tidy whiteies. Yeah, Nitro it was just yacked out of his mind. Yeah, he was all chest and I'm nipples. Trying to think, and my favorite male gladiator was was probably Gemini because he yeah. was the most badass looking one. He was the biggest. I yeah, feel like. he looked like a superhero. Yeah, it was nobody won against him. I feel Nitro like. is the guy, Mister Mister Steal Your Girl. <laughs> yeah, slick back hair. Guy probably looked incredible coming out of a pool, pushing off. Yeah, you what? know when people push. You know when real in shape dudes come out of pools uh -huh. and they push off the side. Yeah, when they're, they're all up? upper body. They don't have to do me where I waddle up and then I get a <laughs> knee up and then I crawl. You're like a walrus. You're like a dude. When I was in. <laughs> college Steel? we had a pool at our apartment complex mm -hmm. and this girl that i had a crush on but she was like the hot girl of our friend group at the time uh -huh. i got out of the pool and she was like oh my god you're like swamp thing no. and i was like oh. we were like all high she, and she thought it was being funny but i was like no you're right oh. i was just like sloshing out of the water but then whenever you see good looking dudes they just the in shape guys Push they really off. do. They know what they're doing. Yeah, man. 
American Gladiators fucking ruled, and I'm yeah. glad they did this documentary. This is one of those documentaries I was very pleasantly surprised to see. I was like, see. oh, yeah. I was like, I fucking love American Gladiators. It and was then, of course, St. Germain knows of the several ones. He goes, that one's good, but there's a better of one course, I'm, about of the producers. I would, have never, I would have never heard of another one. Yeah. So I love St. Germain. He's like, I guess, a filmography of the Gladiator like, documentary. He's like, check out the one on ESPN. It's way more about the business side <laughs> There's of it. actually a link on the dark web I'll send you that tells I you love the it. real shit. He's like, it's pretty nasty, man. <laughs> you know a couple people died. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I love getting to the point where they're talking about, I want to get to that point where they're doing the yak. It's just starting to be, I'm at the end of episode one. Oh, yeah. Beginning of episode two. Yeah. I think I slept through episode three by accident. I fell asleep mid-episode one, woke up mid-episode four. Yeah. And was like, I gotta go back. How did this? I thought it was the same episode. I was like, there's no way. And I looked, I was like, I fell asleep. The first costumes they put them in were so funny. So bad. They were like, I don't know. They just well, like trash people. They're also like clearly, when you watch the documentary, you'll see they're clearly figuring it out as, as they, they go. go. Yeah, they had no idea. I only remember the finished product. I Same. remember the Eliminator. Yeah. I remember when the they had the tennis ball thing, like all figured out. And when yeah. you were little and you watched it, yeah. it felt like it had been around like baseball. Like it had been around for a hundred years. I know. What are you watching tonight? American Gladiators. I loved it. Saturday yes. night, mini Oreos. They had fake boobs. Too. Which one had fake boobs? I don't know. I but that was like the ice. first time I saw it. That's the first time you see fake boobs yeah. on a muscular woman, <laughs> yeah. which is unsettling. <laughs> Because you see where the boob is. The whole point of the fake boob is to look like it is it's a part of it. Meant you. to be, yeah, no, but and it's just like fuck it when they got when they have triangle Hex, tits, right? And then it's just a tit on top of it. Like, that makes me uncomfortable. We... You're into fitness. You would never get that. That in would look shape. so weird. No, that's so. I just mean, ripped with a, a fake tit over yeah. a, a peck. That was like the look for some of those women, though. That was what they wanted. I'm more fascinated about like, not not gym rat guys, but just regular dudes who were like saw this on TV, in, who are super into very muscular women. Oh, those guys! Like you know the guys that love to get like um, like did you watch Joe the, Rogan. I don't think so. He probably <laughs> he's so in shape. He's probably into regular ladies. No, I'm, he said before he likes like sturdy chicks with like big legs that can deadlift. That's fine. I'm talking about like regular <laughs> dudes, like nerds. Oh, like a little. Being like, yeah. Can you put me in a headlock? Right. And then they're like, hold me like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Can you feed me formula? Yeah. Like Wipe me. <laughs> like they want a big woman to scoop them up to give them uppies. They stand behind her at any yeah. confrontation. Oh, they're like, just like, but just to feel she's their body. Because there are. Of course. That's a. A, probably a big kink. I think that people who are those feeder people should be in jail. Oh, the ones that just keep feeding fat people to yeah. die? Yeah, it's assisted suicide. Yeah. It's slow assisted suicide. Yeah, it's sick. It's worse than like the poison, the wives that poison their husbands. It is on par with that. It is like, it is on the same level. Because they're like scoop and then jerk, scoop and then jerk. That's what they do? I don't know, I imagine. But uh, uh, It's probably <laughs> got to be, and let's just go inside the mind of someone that's into feeders real quick. Got to be the sounds. Oh, God. The, it's got to be the sounds oh. and the smell. Yeah, because they're all mouth breathers, so like, they're not closing their mouths. So it's all <laughs> fucking it's nasal. Like, it's like the most disgusting ASMR. They're just like, <clears throat> I burp, baby. 
baby, I burped. They and they're like, their, oh, I got you. They wipe their fucking Do you want another burger? Horse? And she goes, do I? <laughs> do you think they do it to get them excited? Or they're like, they go, I got a milkshake in the fridge. You got one. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking lose it. Oh, I'm going to fucking lose it. I can't believe she could watch eat her, this watch much. Watch her take down this Big Mac. Look at her. Fucking. She's like, I'm not. Dude, being a feeder is fucked up. It's twisted. Yeah, you have you've consistently rallied against <laughs> unhealthy morbidity. I mean, you've gone against fat people. You've gone to war against fat people. But I've said you've stayed. You've stayed diligent. It doesn't matter, Dan. I'm losing the fight. Yeah, two thirds of Americans are obese. But that's fine. That's two thirds. You're going to be able to run all over everybody. I Where think I'm obese. <laughs> I might you be obese. You are not even close. If I did a BMI, no, I might be obese. No, I'm telling you, there's times I'm just like. <laughs> it's. I'm telling you. I watched. I rewatched. I rewatched uh, Louis chewed up, and he's right at my age. It's like weird when you go back he and watch. He has specials. more of a pronounced stomach than. But you I can. love it when he did it. I go. I know that. That's how my body's forming into. Like you can see it. <laughs> That's where I'm going. You like touch the window. You know when dogs bark when they see other dogs on TV. <laughs> Stop. That was like. That's I was like. Hey. I was like. Hey. That's me. I am. But feeder people specifically, and also like your 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 weight isn't impeding your lifestyle. Like that's that. what I. Well, I have friends that have had that happen, and yeah. then like when they turn it around, it's so rewarding. Isn't to it watch for them. everybody? But to watch them like yeah, figure make it out. progress, and then start living healthy, you're like, all right. Even if it, you don't have to get fucking shredded, no. But just when you see their neck again, what's crazy is Bobby got. Bobby got, you know, the surgery surgery, and and dropped the weight, got super, I mean, he worked his ass off. Totally. Ate right, worked out. Yeah. It was, I always think about that scene in Hook where uh, Robin Williams, the first time he goes back to Never Never Land. Yeah. And then that little black kid pushes his face and he goes, there you are, Peter. (laughs) That sort of feels like when, when you're, when your overweight friends start losing weight, you're like. There you are. I thought you were going to talk about the scene where they all imagine the food. No, I bet that's a lot. <laughs> I bet that's happening a lot for people when they really lose weight. And you're like, yeah. Oh, oh. I, but the, feeding specifically that kink. It's pretty sick. They should get, how do we, should we do like, a, remember that show Wife Swap? Feeder Swap? Starver Swap? Munchausen You should do like swap? kink swap. Okay. And like the person. Starver swap. Like the person that's into super muscular ladies. Okay. Is with a lady that was with a feeder. Yeah. And the feeders. What do they just shame them into shape? With just a jacked It's like, don't you want to have biceps? Don't you want to have you feel your delts rip through? Don't you want to carry me? God, don't you want to put me in a baby carriage and push me around the apartment? The last um, like 600 pound life episode I watched. I can't watch that shit. This lady. It was just like, it was like. It was like a mouth and a nose and eyes like coming out of like a mountain of flesh. You know what I mean? Like there was no distinct. Her face and the rest of her just never stopped. I bet those dumps and are. She, she's like, yeah, I know. Wild. But she's just like, food is my pleasure button. Is that what she said? <laughs> food is my Imagine only pleasure up, button. I mean, I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad. I've, of course, I've had no, friends with, but I've had friends Let's with like here. you know real big weight struggles, yeah. and it really is. Thank God mine was alcohol. Don't you ever think that, like, we're lucky that we got alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. No, that we I got think, alcohol. Uh, instead of eating. I've had and, friends that are sex addicts. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God it's not sex. Thank yeah. God it's not food. Yeah. Thank God, thank God it's booze. 
Thank God it's like one thing where I'm like... Sex Addict might be a little better than booze. No way. (laughs) Sex Addict, you're ruining so many more people's lives. Yeah. Because if you just... Remember how you needed a drink? Sounds like a good time. Listen, (laughs) are there memories that probably rock ass? Yeah. But then you're like breaking up families and hurting friendships and shit. Right. That's what it's like. Alcohol is the best because... You can do all those things, but then you pull the alcohol out and you're like, oh, okay. That really is like, it's one of the more simple fixes. As hard it as really it was is. for me to quit, now that it's, it's very hard to quit. been so long. It's How like, long has oh, it been for you? Five years. Yeah, I'm at 10. Yeah. And I was just like, people are like, what's the hardest? I just went to a barbecue with Shane Gillis. So hard. That's that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like- I drank a 12 pack of Heineken Zeros. <laughs> I drank a half a rack of fucking. I mean, you might as well just like shotgun a lard can. Like, it was sh- wild. I was th- that night. I was like, oh. But Shane uh, also does like fun drinking. That's what I mean. It was also with. I'm a lifelong 49ers fan. Yeah, it was, it was that at guy the house. There? Kyle Yuschek and George Wait, was Kittle. Was it the Beer Olympics thing? No, no, no. That oh. was in Nashville. Oh. They. Uh, we went to a barbecue on Long Island oh. where, where Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle were there. And it was like, I want to do beer pong. I know. I want to do like a keg stand uh, with well, those I guys. Well, I did. They cleaned out a beer pong, uh, a beer bong, <laughs> and I beer bonged a, a Heineken Zero. Nice, nice job. Because they were like, you got to get involved. And I was like, if you, if you wash that out. <laughs> Even hammered, Shane was cool about it. He's like, yeah, wash that out. Have Soda do a beer ball. That's and I hadn't done good. it in so long that it was like, I feel like still got my good stuff. That's nice. He didn't like shame you. Or like- no, no, no. Shane knows how close I am. Every friend of an alcoholic knows yeah. that we're like, do you think I don't want to go I back? I know. Is do it you like, think I don't? Do you think I'm a nerd who never drank? Yeah. That's do you not, think not I wasn't, that kind. Dude, our, my, Katie and I's first date. We went out to dinner, and then I had a spot at the cellar, and then we went to go grab a drink. But I was like, I don't drink, but we can go to a bar, and I'll get, yeah. like, I got a Heineken Zero. Yeah. And I remember I drank half of it in, like, two drinks or whatever, yeah. and Katie goes, oh, so you really drank. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, But it, like, being at that like with your pelican. friends. Yeah, with your friends, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. It's I the just- activities. That's a fun, it's a fun attached activities that yeah. are hard. Like, all the games, beer pong, flip cup, like... Uh, I got to play flip cup with because I can do the things where you don't have to. Yeah, you can't play beer pong if you don't drink. No, you're done. You're gonna ruin the game. If it's water, the whole point is you get. Unless nobody drinks, you find three other alcoholics. We could do it. (laughs) I've tried weed. Well, I'll take a hit of weed. Oh, that sounds so not the same. It's not fun at all. Yeah, it is. It's the games. It's the. It was all that, but then you quit, and you're like, all you do is cut it out. I know. You just stop. Like if you. When I reframed my mind of like, well, I have an allergy. I'm allergic to scallops. Are I just you? don't eat. Yeah, I just okay. don't eat scallops. Okay. I can eat other shellfish. Right. Just can't have scallops. If I take that same mentality with alcohol, yeah, then I just don't touch it. Then it's less of white knuckling. It's less of like, right. I need it. It's like, oh, if I do that, it, it'll fuck shit. It'll up. fall. It'll yeah. just ruin my life. Yeah. It'll and ruin it's like my maybe life. my thing is like maybe not tonight. But definitely eventually. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. If you go back, you're like, it's like getting back in the drug dealing game. Yeah. I always say in the movies with the drug dealers, when they're doing very well, every movie I can tell you the alcoholic point where you're like, get out right there and everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, this is your spot. And then they keep going. Uh-huh. And then it fucks up. And, and that's why over. like, 
We got out. Yeah. You can't go back to the And game. now it's like there's all these like little things. When I see people ordering like $14 cocktails, I'm like, no. you fucking. And then it's always, it's all, I mean. I but love, imagine that with food. Well, that's why you can't, you can't quit. But like, but I love hearing people like, I don't know. I love hearing women be like, yep, I'm really cutting out sugar. I'm really staying away from this. I read all these articles, da, 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 da. And they'll have like two or three drinks. And I'm like, you just That's, had your sugar for the week. I lost 40 pounds when I quit drinking. Right, right. I lost 40 pounds. Probably saved $40,000. And Joe List was like, because he was the first person I really talked to when I quit. Like, he helped me through it. And mm-hmm. he was like, 90 days, no booze. <clears throat> Eat whatever you want. Oh, yeah. At whatever Let yourself time. eat whatever, right. And I was eating, I was ordering. You Sugar. Know, you want to know the sickest shit? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever admit this. This is the food <laughs> equivalent of getting a hooker. Yeah, what? I ordered Domino's <laughs> okay. in New York City. <laughs> we have the best pizza in the world. And I was like, I want I've done fucking it. Domino's that to dunk. Thick, gooey, fucking Ugh. crust. And it's, I was eating Domino's like, Probably once or twice a week. Wow. Drinking soda nonstop. Yeah. And I lost 40 And you pounds lost weight. Yeah. Because I would I would. But you do... take that baseline of sugar out. Yeah. Because yeah. every night I was doing a shot of Jameson with a Budweiser okay. uh, chaser. Yeah. But I would do four to eight rounds of that. Yeah. And that's eight to 16 drinks. Right. So that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. And you pull that. Did you start loving sweets when you quit? Yeah, out? my sugar, my even to this day, my, yeah. it's, it's you can't get rid of that. No, I love sweets. Me too. And so when I left the barbecue, I ate I was two like, Snickers in my bed last night, <sighs> back to back. <sighs> I was like, I, I pretended like they were four separate fun <sighs> sizes. Dude, oh, dude, I get that. <laughs> Snickers brownies does four in the oh, purple. Okay, in yeah, the purple sleeve. I think I've had them before. <sighs> they do four. Yeah. And when I'm on the road, I'm like. <laughs> and I'll get one and I'll be like, well, this is for three nights. And yeah. then I'll eat it the first night and I'll be like, I need to get another one. Before. The candy that I was obsessed with, but they, thank God, changed the recipe so it sucks. Sweet tart rope bites. Oh, that's not my, I'm not a tart. I'm not You're a not tart. tart or sweet? I don't like the Sour Patch Kids. I'm not a big gummy person. I love. I'll I do love it if it's around. Starburst but. high chews. Yeah, I just. Your chocolate? Chocolate. Like, but when I'm trying to be healthy, I will go get a sorbet of sorts, like a mango or a raspberry, and then a bar of dark chocolate. And that's me being healthy. The, but I found out, somebody told me, dark. I think it was my brother, dark chocolate has a lot of minerals in it. That is are that bad? bad? There are metals, metals, heavy metal. And I was like, what kind? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we both. <laughs> we both like, all right. <laughs> right into you bite into it. When I, bar- when I bite into dark chocolate, I feel like I'm rocking ass. <laughs> I... How heavy of the metal, huh? What's your favorite chocolate candy bar? Like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I know that's not a bar. Or Snickers. Oh, fuck yeah. But Reese's, For, like, I'll get... Uh, when I go to my little market... When they're good enough to snap? Yeah. Justin's? Do you like the Justin's I'll do a Justin's. Ones? I'll do any cup, really. As long as they're not... I can't do fake sugar. I can't do stevia, monk fruit. No, either can I. And I've never liked Diet Cokes or sodas yeah. for that reason. Don't like them. If I have a soda, I'm going to have to have a regular Coke. Yeah. Or a regular, I do a I can't ginger do, beer. Ginger beer, I get 
reflux. Oh, really? Because I drink too much coffee. I do pineapple juice, even though Joe Harari spiked my fucking pineapple juice at the stand a couple weeks ago. I even said, I'm very cautious when I order my pineapple juice. I like to have my own can. Sorry to be such a diva. But don't give it to me out of, like, you've already poured it in a canister. Because, like, A... Yeah, bar shit. It goes really fast, and it's yeah. sour. And B, those dumbasses at the stand, which I, I I had the foresight. I was like, I want my own can. They're like, oh, this is pineapple juice. Don't worry. I, and I poured it. I was like, I bet you that's a fucking cocktail pre-made cocktail mix and it was there was tequila in it so i had one sip but i'd call it a mulligan but no you you can't that's not you no i call it I've, a done a, I've done a vodka soda at a wedding that someone said was a sprite yeah and they handed me it and i was like and i fucking pulled it and i was like that's, yeah, 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 yeah that's vodka yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get to do the thing of shaming the person yeah, who gave it to you if you're really if you're in a mood i won't let it go every time i juice see joe i'm like i could be dead because of yeah, you you go man i can't <laughs> believe that I, and I just walk up in the later of the wedding and go, remember when you gave me alcohol? And they're like, I didn't, fuck, dude, didn't I'm sorry. Fuck. Yeah, you go, oh, man, it's crazy you tried to ruin my sobriety. Yeah. Micah Fox uh, quit drinking pretty recently. I think she has like five months or something. And she thinks that there's like a cultural shift happening away from drinking. Yeah. I think, uh, you know what's funny is I saw, I saw, not a, it wasn't about drinking, it was about, Someone was comparing, because I just turned 40, so when someone puts like a 40 and over stat, I'm like, well, what is this about? <laughs> this is is bacon bad for you? This is my group. Um, but there was this thing, This this someone was talking about marriage and kids, and they were like, marriages are down umpteenth percent with people between the ages of 30 and 40. And I saw someone respond to the tweet being like, yeah, dude. We saw all the divorces. Yeah. We saw unhappy marriages. Right. Maybe people aren't getting married because they don't want to jump into something that, are, you know. It's going to end. I mean, I've waited until I'm 40 yeah. and I've, I am so happy mm -hmm. to get married finally. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, I could have jumped into something in my 20s and been divorced by now. Right. I could have just like said like, yes, like a few proposals while I was in a blackout. Damn, that would have been crazy. That's real alcoholism. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I could have a couple of kids. Oh I guess. my god! I drank enough that I probably could have been convinced to be married with a kid right now. I, if I didn't have comedy, yeah. If I didn't have the thing that made me want to quit, right? I could just be like, me too. I would have just found, yeah. If I had no like actual aspirations, I could have just found a drinking buddy and been like happy. What do you think? This, maybe. What do you think the stats are? With like fetal alcohol syndrome. Kids. Oh my god, dude! You'd have a that's. You're fucking looking at one, dude. <laughs> Size eight. I could, I could butt my head through your wall and go to your neighbors. You, you don't look have like the droopy eyes, though. I know. I, I got work done. <laughs> I, was I got fetal alcohol syndrome plastic surgery. I got a fetal facelift. I got my eyes separated <laughs> and then set. Do you think people quit drinking and get divorced? Com Do you think that's common? Do you think people like sober up and they're like, what the fuck was I, think, I doing with you? I mean, that's got to be a part of it. That's got to be a part of it if your, like, activities are are all revolving around drinking. It's like, oh, what do yeah. I even know about this person? We have Man, I had, and I bet you were in some relationships, when you find a fun drinking buddy, oh. but they crash, yeah. those things crash. It, all it takes is someone to get too drunk, mm -hmm. and then they're like... 
See, but my thing, it was me. Like, I was the liability. I was always the problem. Usually is the ladies. My ex would Usually be Usually like, is the girls get a little too drunk, <laughs> and then there's a little jealousy comes out, and then there's a fight oh, for no reason. Absolutely. I threw a beer bottle at his face on his Shh. birthday one night. I used to pour soup in his shoes. Why? He was bad. He, what did he do? He would stay out too late, and he would cheat on me, I think. Well, cheating on you is one thing, but staying out too late is, that's wild. Oh, yeah. I would just... Um, we were we did a lot of like spiteful things to each other. Do you, is he alive? Yeah. Is, is he sober? No. He still drinks. Yeah. I like quit. He always like one of those. I feel like everyone I dated when I drank, I need to give like a hi. I'm hey, sober. So Dan. sorry about that. And I'm all really that sorry stuff. about yeah, all that. I know. Sorry, I ate blue nine burger on your couch. You <laughs> fell asleep. You didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve for me to roll over on it in the middle of the night and then wake up and blame you. Oh my guy used to just find me, be me bloody all the time. Oh my god! And my face I would be all fucked up. Smoke in places I had zero business. I was smoking like I was Chappelle on stage. I would just walk into girls' apartment and be like, "So this is your grandmother's house," and then fucking smoking randomly. I did. I um. Oh, she has emphysema. Even better, and then just fucking lit up. I used to smoke everywhere, and I didn't yeah. care. I was at, I was drunk at K Rock when I worked there. Okay. So I would do check spots at Stand Up New York. This is like 07, 08. Okay. I would do check spots at Stand Up New York, and then Rick R I P, the bartender that worked there. Mm-hmm. He was he was great. He worked at um, CBs as well. Mm-hmm. He would give me a bag of beers. I thought you were going to say cocaine. No. Bag give of me beers? a bag because I would do the the midnight shift. At K Rock for New Year's. So, so after you did guest spot, so I would get, do a check spot. I'd do a check spot on the eight o'clock. Yeah. Check spot on ten p.m. Yeah. And then I, and then I would go to K Rock for at eleven p.m. to work because everyone wanted to go party and I was the youngest on the staff. So they were like, "You have to do New Year's." So I would I did the New Year's like two or three years in a row, and I and I would do the check spot. Rick would give me a bag of. Eight to 14 beers. Okay. A couple cans, mostly bottles. Okay. I would take it up at 40 West 57th. Yeah. And while I was doing my shift, I would just fucking pound right, beers. Right. Sometimes I'd bring a flask of JMO. Oh. And then I would just go into the stairwell <laughs> and Smoke rip back to back cigarettes <laughs> without checking with anyone, not even like a cool, hey, like real on the DL. Like, oh, we- smoke? Just being like, all right. I'd put my wallet to keep the door open, <laughs> and I'd just be like sitting on the stairs smoking and being like, "I got offspring." I'd be like listening in a radio, and I'm like, "I got two more songs I got." At back. least these things were like all under the umbrella of like a comedy career. Like I would do that stuff while I was working at a tanning salon. Oh my god! When I worked <laughs> at Bed Bath and Beyond, I was so hungover. Yeah. One time, I got caught sleeping in the pillow room. <laughs> you like puke under on that blue apron. <laughs> I was like hiding under the pillows. Not a bad place sleeping. to be hungover, actually. It was kind of sick until. I was just remember being asleep and one of the pillows moving like ET, like I, and I was like, "Oh, Daniel!" And it was, it was Daniel, one of the assistant managers that I was cool with. And you she was can't like, sleep here. She goes, "I think you better get up. Oscar might find you." And I was like, uh, "Oscar, that fucking." And then I used to go into the Bed Bath and Beyond. R.I.P. is do it as well. There was a there's a middle section in all the stores. So like you know when you're walking around. In the middle is where they keep everything, all the small stuff. Okay. So you have to like walk through like this. It's like almost like a secret entrance. Okay. And then there's all Ribbon this. Ribbon cigs. 
I would, I would take candy bars. I would just eat the candy bars that they were. I would be Reckless. so hungover that I'd be like, yeah. fuck this. I want candy. And then I'd just start eating. And they were like fancy chocolate bars mm-hmm. where it's like. When the checkout line, right? Yes. Yeah. Those. I know. And I would just, oh man, I was a problem hungover <laughs> at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, I did some fucked up shit. Did you used to go to work drunk? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mostly waitressed. How good of a waiter are you when you're drunk, though? Oh, I was I, I was a top seller at Sushi Samba. Because you're like, you. I think a drunk waiter created, I think a drunk waiter was the first person to sit at the table with them. Yes. Yeah, you know at, that move at Applebee's where they're like, what's going on today, guys? <laughs> I think it was absolutely an inebriated lo- I would waiter. I was crushed the most when I had like a group of like seven businessmen because I would dress like a whore and I'd be a little fucking wasted and I'd be like, listen, I can tell you guys got money. Look, <laughs> yeah, fucking go. Dude, the worst was, so we worked in, I worked in 50th and 3rd in Midtown, so there was yeah. like a lot of businessmen that would come yeah. in. And I was me. They didn't. They didn't want me. <laughs> no, Businessmen did not want me as a no, waiter. No, they're like, we don't want the dude. Like, you could bartend, but they don't want you to wait on them. No, being like, hey guys, what do you think of those enchiladas? And they're like, I don't know, Dan. Uh, but I, when I do dinner shifts, there was this girl named Devin, and she had like anime eyes, mm-hmm. like these big brown eyes. She was like cute and wore like. A little mini skirt, you know, yeah. and be like, and socks. And yeah. she'd be like, I got, hi guys. I got what would be considered, I suppose, sexually assaulted pretty often when I was fucking. Oh, they just grab you? They would grab my app by like, by people I worked with, by people <sighs> I waited Restaurant on. Restaurant business is a filthy game. AJ Descala, who used to be married to Jamie Lynn Siegler, stuck his hand up my skirt at Sushi Samba. He was hammered. He was in a blackout. Were you like, whoa? I was like, hey, ho, I told everybody. I was like, he just put his hand on my skirt. He's like, hey, I'm paying. And they were like, sorry. And it's so funny. They go, I, he's going to tip he's for it. That's all, that was the old school excuse where they're like, I'll just tip you really well. Yeah, they would be like, oh. And as a waiter, you're like, I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> like, Do it again, bitch. <laughs> but you know when waiters would start other tables for you? Yes. Because you'd be smoking? Yes. Or, <laughs> I would always be or, smoking. Or drinking. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God, when they'd pour an accidental prickly pear frozen margarita and go into the back and suck that bad boy Slam down. It. Kuiper Nina at Sushi Samba. Oh. Or we would, I would upsell people like bottles. Karen and I are going to relapse by the end of this <laughs> episode. Like, uh, We're going to both be waiting tables <laughs> and drinking heavy. I would upsell people's sake bottles. And then so I would have like uh, two open ones because I would do like a tasting. Yeah. But I would just keep one for myself. Yeah, always. I would tell the waiters, so I was like, We're having our own tasting. You know what the most alcoholic <laughs> move is in waiting? At any at any restaurant, yeah. when they taste with the straw, yeah, and then you just keep going. Don't back stop until there's like, nothing left. And you go, that's pretty good. Yeah, hold on, is that made right? <laughs> and you just watch the level. It's, just like, it's like climate change. You're just watching lakes disappear. You just gone. So this girl, like starting a table, I was smoking a cigarette, mm. and I was on. A, I, I used to do doubles on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That was okay. like when I worked there. Yeah, and. It was like a Thursday, and I was smoking a cigarette, and I came back in, and that Devin girl was like, are you off your break? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I started 311 for you. Yeah. They, this is going to be a huge table. They're drinking Patron, and they've got a double guacamole, which was like fucking 28 bucks to order a, a double yeah, guacamole. Yeah, yeah. And they're drinking like $14 margaritas. Okay. So I was like, fucking sick <laughs> and I load up the tray of margaritas and I bring back and I go hey guys so I'm Daniel Waiter <laughs> and they out loud go oh man <laughs> where's Devin I just turned around and I go Devin 
go talk to Christy, whoever the manager was. I was yeah. like, have him switch it back to yours. I'll take a table in your section. Yeah. I'm not, I I'm going to get even. fucked on that. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't want that table. No, I, I know. don't want to be their stepdad. It's. <laughs> where there's like, hi, Dan. And I'm like, what'd you guys think of that queso fundido? <laughs> One guy. <laughs> While you're cleaning the fucking table. What'd you guys think of that? You guys want that hot piece of ass that I pulled away from you? So you guys can hear me? I do a pretty good impression of Macho Man Randy Savage. I fucking hated it. Sometimes people would talk about comedy while I was waiting on them, and they'd be wrong. And I, it would be Make the only- Make your blood boil. It would be the only thing I ever inter interjected. You would correct them. But they were like, Eddie Murphy- his first special was called like live in Hollywood. And I was like, it was, it was called delirious. It was called delirious. <laughs> and it's one of the greatest things I've ever done. <laughs> Stop talking. You stupid bullshit. Idiots. You fucking idiots. Yeah. It was uh, they, cause I always ask you questions about yourself too. And what just, would you tell them when they were like, what do you, I would be too lazy to lie. I would always tell them I was an aspiring waiter <laughs> and it would fuck one. them up. I think I would, maybe sometimes I would joke around and be like, I don't know, when I'm not here, I work on the corner. I don't know. Yeah, I, would like do I would always shit. be like, I'm hoping but to do well enough here to get hired at the Russian Tea Room. <laughs> and they're like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm dead serious. This is my life, dude. People at Sushi Samba would ask me if I was Asian because I would pull my hair so tight and I would be like, no, and I would loosen my ponytail I'd be like, see? Yeah, and they go, oh, good <laughs> trick. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I guess dress for the job you want, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just pull a tight enough ponytail for the job you want. The place I stole from the most was called Firehouse. Yeah. I was on the Upper West Side, All and right. I was the daytime bartender, and that's like a $100 shift. So First like off. Shout out to all the daytime bartenders. We're talking about daytime bartenders, <laughs> lunch closers. Love you guys. We see you. You're doing the best. Steal again. Steal. Just oh steal. Oh my god, the food. Make your own discounts and like, especially if they were paying cash, they would be like, "Oh, this will be six dollars for this beer." I'm like, "No, it'll be eight dollar tip for me. The whole thing I keep." Oh. And they would just, I don't know, when they ran the numbers and looked at my cups, they would always be boozing it. I would always be stealing. I Did just, you get fired? Yeah. Yeah. For what? Being drunk and my drawer being off. <laughs> oh, because you were bartending. Yeah. You know what's so funny is my dad was a bartender and uh, he got fired all the time for drinking. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. And when I was a kid, I was always like, how could he do that? And now I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Especially if you're the daytime bartender, it's like I, you would just get jealous of the people who just sat there and drank all day. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck do you, why do you get to do this? And I'm like, I do too. <laughs> this guy came in. This was before the oh, 08, good. the 08 crash. This guy, this Australian guy would come in. We had a tequila called 800, 1800 Collection. Yeah. It was like $225. For the bottle? For or a for glass. Shut up. For a neat Woo! pour. 1800 Collection. And this guy would come in, this Australian guy, and he would order a margarita. What the heck? And the bartender would be like, you know that's a $225 margarita. And he'd be like, that's why I plan on having two of them. And what? Have, and she, he would spend $500 and then tip her $100 cash. And I remember being Who was jealous. He? I didn't know if I was more jealous of her or him. Yeah. Because I was like, two drinks, bam, 100 bucks. Yeah. And that guy was just like. And then uh, you imagine that's so much money. That's it's so, like, that's so much money a, to piss away. Yes, if that's your routine, just like a go have a of, house margarita. Yeah, do blow, buddy. Right. Yeah, maybe that's what stops him from doing blow. Maybe if he's like, if I drink this expensive ass margarita, I won't have money won't, for blow. I, I mean, I'll have money for blow, <laughs> but I'll feel bad enough about the margaritas that I won't go buy. 
That makes me sad. I'm glad that I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Because I do wonder, like, sometimes, because, like, I was, I had a very bad alcohol habit when I had, like, no you money. You were a problem. <laughs> you were a problem. As someone that would be around you and also <laughs> drinking and also had a problem, I'd be like, Fiends, like, you weren't like Taz. You weren't like the Tasmanian devil. You were like Dizzy. Do you remember Dizzy, the little one on no. the Taz show? Pat? I don't. Bring it up. Dizzy yeah. was, by the way, you're going to buy so much merch with Dizzy on it. <laughs> When you realized that you were what dizzy. What did I do? Like, yeah, there it is. There's dizzy. You would come in and be like, it's like a little like, like a little pants. tornado. It's true though. <laughs> that was you at the creek in the early days of the creek. Yeah, man, you would fucking rip shit. That's very true. Yeah. Because I would go to, like, the pinball room. Oh, yeah. That's exactly the room I was fucking thinking (laughs) when you said that. Was where the bar and the pinball machines were. I would always be like, whoop, whoop. (laughs) And then the shit with LO with Legion of Skanks. Yeah, yeah. Like that that episode. And then you're like, I quit. But what's been so great. I quit again. What's been so great is watching you quit and then yeah. become successful. Yeah. Because you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You got out of your own goddamn way. That was the thing. And that's, by the way, that's food addiction, that's sex addiction, that's fucking coke, that's right. booze. Right, Getting out of your own way yeah. is in life one of the hardest things that I have just started to kind of get out of I know, life. I know. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, why are you doing this like to yourself? Most of the time it's because you have something in your head that makes you think you're not worthy of having a good life mine felt so like in me like chemical like the second booze hit me it was like the gold star in mario man like- <laughs> honestly karen <laughs> i have never felt a sentence like that because when you know? it fucking hits your blood mm-hmm. my aunt i feel like an old i feel like an old italian guy right now because i'm bringing up everyone that's dead and i'm going you god keep rest, going r.i.p god rest his soul, god rest his soul. um my aunt said that to me when we were drinking one time we were at, like in the town where my dad died or whatever my yeah. aunt and i were sitting there drinking and she goes she's called me danny and she's like danny i don't know what to tell you something about our blood mm. alcohol hits it and we go different and yeah you're like yeah absolutely yeah and it's because it's it just isn't like, oh, I'm in a great mood. Maybe I'll share a little extra. No, it's like, should we go to the Empire State Building? Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what's the most amount of booze I can drink? How can I get fucked up the fastest? Yeah. Did you ever, did you have, I don't, I wonder if this is common among people that had drinking problems. Were you a person that was bad at catching up to your friends if they were already out? What I mean by that is, would yeah. you overshoot the mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I overshot the mark oh, every time yeah. I went out. Yeah. No, I would walk Every time into- I went out to catch up yeah. with like the waiters that were done. Right. You know, the first group that would get cut. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, all right, I'll meet you guys at the bar. Uh-huh. And then you meet up with them and you're like, well, you guys have been here for an hour. And be they've been having like cocktails, right. casually discussing the inner Un- workings of the restaurant. Unwinding. And you yeah. show up and you're like, woo! I would show up, pool stick overhead, uh-huh. like, let's. Fight! Oh my god! 
Dude, it, that was always my problem was <laughs> showing up. I was looking at old like group pictures of like when I we used to go to like dive bars after we worked at Sushi Samba because we would make bank. Yeah. You leave with like five hundred bucks. We'd go spend half of what we made at the fucking dive bar <sighs> next door. Remember buying like two packs of cigarettes? Yeah. Taking a cab home that night. Yeah. At like four in the morning. You'd wake up and you'd look for the wad of oh. cash and you're like, please be at least a hundred dollars. Please be That's at least. That's why, as a lunch waiter, oh. I always would have the same routine as I would get my tips. I would go right to the chase bank and then i would go home and i'd put i'd, I'd keep myself like 40 bucks yeah but then what always what that would do is it would motivate me to go get spot pay yeah because then if i had spot pay i was like that was my cigarette money mm -hmm. if i already spent the money on cigarettes i'd be like all right but yeah, yeah that was like because you would waiting tables especially in new york city yeah. You get a fat fucking knot. Yeah. You get a knot of yeah. cash. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everybody, like, every April, all the people I worked with would be like, we're doing our taxes. I'm like, you guys are annoying. Stop talking about that. 15 years later, never did my taxes. <laughs> they go, I don't know if it was 15 years, they just go in your checking account. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that. but They just take it. They just, if you never pay your taxes, they go beep, boop, boop. The first time I did taxes <laughs> as a waiter in New York. Yeah. was through H&R Block or something. Yeah. It was one of those. Like Green And place. they were like, great, you owe yeah. $2,900. So and I was like, I don't <laughs> have I don't that. have, I don't begin to have that. No. And they were like, well. They were like, well, why weren't you putting away the $14 per shift? Dude, you that's exactly been, it where you're like. Why wasn't I putting that away? I was like, I was putting it away. It's down my throat. Yeah, in the lights, form of a fucking Jameson. frozen rose. Why don't you go to McCaffrey and Burks and ask them where all that money is? <laughs> if you... But then you like learn how to default. Oh. You're like, can I, can I pay I later? And they're like, well, how much money do you have? And you're yeah. like, sixty dollars. <laughs> I know. God, I hate. They went that. in and they took all my money in my checking account. <laughs> and at that point, I think it was approximately eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> and so I called them and I was like, guys, I have to eat. Like, I don't. And know they're like, we don't care. They're like, we don't care. They're like, yeah. you should have paid your taxes all the they time. They are I was like, so like, like, who's in charge of me? Like, nobody's like grabbing like, lady, my hand. We're the IRS. <laughs> we're not a guy that's trying to fuck you. <laughs> You're done. Where are the reminders? Why don't you just send text reminders? Oh, God. <laughs> just, and then you'd get like the checks from the, the restaurants that were like 16 cents. Yeah, and because like, and that's where all your taxes went. And yeah, that was my other question. I was like, yeah, sometimes they take taxes out of my check. You guys don't have that money? And they go, you <gasps> owe a lot more. <laughs> you owe a lot more than that. Oh, my God. That's why cash tips. Yeah. I It stuck with me. I haven't waited tables in 11 years. Mm -hmm. It is stuck with me how much... Cash tips are important for waiters. Well, I they're like no one needs to know. Nobody needs to know. The government doesn't need to know. That goes right. And in your the government pocket. doesn't care if on paper you're a bad tipper. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh. Zero. I don't write cash. Right. I'll even tip ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Just to be like, here's a twenty on the side. Like, right. keep that. Yeah. I'll do it in a, cab sometimes too. Like if I take a yellow cab. Um, best tip I ever got. Martina McBride. Oh. Country singer came in with her husband. Yeah. Bootleg Reba. Just kidding. She what? I said bootleg Reba, but I was right, just kidding. I'll take it. After this, I didn't know who she was. Our manager was like, that's Martina McBride. Mm. And I was like, okay. Her husband was like, listen, we got to go to an interview at NBC. So, like, I need fast stuff. And I was like, order anything off the left side. I wasn't fanboying. I was just straight up like, you're my only table. <laughs> I don't care. It was like 3 p.m. on a fucking Monday you in the winter. Your job. And I, I got him like, Fast food. I, I got him the food fast. I, I kept like getting her husband cokes, and the bill was like seventy one dollars. And he gave me a hundred, and I was like, "Oh shit, man! Let me get your cash. Let me get your change." Mm -hmm. He goes, "No change." And I was like, "Dude, yeah, that's so nice." And then I go to the bar, and it was two one hundred dollar bills. Whoa. And I went back, 
dude, that you, that's too much. And he goes, no, it's not. And he goes, good job, man. And I was like, you just tipped me $130 yeah. on 70 that I don't have to. So I took the bus boy. We'd always go smoke weed outside. Right. I was like, dude, here's 50. Nice. And he was like, hell yeah. Now those bus boys, this happened to me more than once. Yeah. Those busers are men now. Right. And they're, a lot of them are door guys in New York City. No way. Former busers. It's happened to me three times. Word. Where they just come out and they go, Soder. And you're like, what's up, dude? And they're like, I've been working at this building like seven years. Shit's great. No. I got kids. And you're like, do you oh, remember yeah. when we used to go sneak bong hits? I know. Yeah, dude, that ruled. I, um, I'm always a big tipper. And I love shaming people when they don't tip. Yeah. There's this new thing uh, at coffee shops. And whatever. I don't care if you only tip a dollar at a coffee shop. Just tip something. Because these the, their, their um, wages are really low. Yeah. So... Like, whenever you pay with a card, you have to, like, sign after. And I don't know if you notice, people just walk away. Like, they pay with their card and then they leave. So it's a great opportunity for you to yell, you forgot to tip. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I never thought you are absolutely perfect for that role. (laughs) Because if I did it, you're like, this might be a fight. (laughs) You forgot to leave gratuity for the service you're getting. Do they like that? (laughs) Do do the people at the coffee place are like... They're my people. Like, I'm I'm usually... They probably... They probably have mixed feelings about me for a couple of reasons. One, I'm talking about Bluestone Lane. I'm in there every morning at 7 a.m. right when they open with my dog. And if they don't have the tap water out, I do ask them to go fill the bowl for my dog. But I patron their place and I leave like a $5 tip when That's I go in there, you great. know, because I realize they're waiting on me and my dog. They're going above and beyond. And you go there to eat and have coffee? I grab a croissant. Okay. And an iced coffee and I'm on my way. I tip more there than I do at Starbucks. Starbucks, I don't know. I just feel like maybe they don't treat their employees well. They just seem miserable. And It's starting to become the McDonald's of coffee. Yeah. it's Dunkin' like, actually, my, I was a big Dunkin' guy. Yeah. But Dunkin's falling, falling off. Some of them off. are really gross. I'm like, I don't even want to go but in there. Re- well, some of their, like, we used to get in, when we lived in Jersey, it was like a long, it was like a good walk yeah. for me to take the dog to Dunkin' right. and then walk it home. Yeah. Because I feel bad getting coffee delivered. You're like, I can walk. I can't that. do it. Yeah. And so we would, I mean, I've done it. But, you know, you feel bad doing it. But I was like, oh, I'll walk. in this one Dunkin' in the span of three years went from being like, oh, it's good. Nice. To being like, Crap. what the fuck yeah, is Yeah, like, where do you, shit? a 7-Eleven? Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. The taste completely changed. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, oh, man, that sucks. And then you're like, oh, well, I won't patron it. But the, the Starbucks by our house, they seem miserable. They just are so unhappy. I think they overstaff, but then and they also do slow. too many complicated drinks. Yes, they and they set people up. Their systems are stupid. If it's a fucking iced coffee or a drip, you grab it. And sometimes they do, but not always. No. And I'm like, why isn't this uniform across the board? And yes, yeah, sometimes the drinks are too complicated, and they're they're overstaffed. Yeah. So I feel like it makes the people in line irritated with them too, because I will do it sometimes again out loud. I will count the people in line and I will count the people behind the counter. And I'll go one, two, you are either (laughs) for someone working in any sort of food. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, you're either a hero or a villain. You're never in between. 
You're never just a lady that got a coffee and left. No. You're either like, that woman stood up for us and got us tips, or you're like, bitch, I don't have the bowl out because I'm hungover and I wasn't supposed to work breakfast. I know. But Rebecca scheduled me. It's just sometimes fun to let your inner monologue rip. Like, this. my thing is with Mabel, too, she sometimes, her pace is really fast. Yeah. And if you're a stranger walking slowly in front of me, I will sometimes just be like, I've never seen someone move so slow. That's fine. But just like in passing, sometimes they can't catch you. My move is, and this 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 shows how much growth I've had in therapy. Let's hear it. My thing is, (laughs) is I will yell out, Looking at your phone in the middle of the sidewalk, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that, and I they go, uh, 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 they're immediately the victim. Yeah, they're immediately like, oh, oh my goodness, and you're like, no, you stop you, or going up the stairs of the subway. Yeah, if someone's looking at their phone, I go, don't worry, guys, he's getting business done. I've done that <laughs> at West Fourth. If it's like a bro, if it's a lady, it seems it's, a little bullyish. We're so dumb. But for a guy, like guys doing it, yeah, nerds deserve it. Oh my god! If you, I'm just a big heads up person. Heads up. If you're not looking where you're going, Great. and the fucking side when they're looking to the side, but their body's coming this way, and they're gonna collide with you. You know what I'm talking? <sighs> I know exactly. What What's you mean. over there? Yeah. there? But you have to stop your body. On on there was an episode of Louie that they did a really funny thing where uh, I think it was like season two or three. There's an episode where Louie's talking to Todd Barry and this girl is texting and they just keep running into Louie yeah, and Todd yeah, yeah, like yeah, as yeah, they're yeah. talking where they'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then it's like, not because no one looks up. It's fucking wild. Heads up is possibly the Heads best up. way to not start shit. Yeah. And let people know they're being Heads dickheads. Up. Heads, Heads up. up. Heads up. You got to. Pick your fucking eyes up. There's also a way you can do it. My dog also like sniffs people's asses from behind. Ooh. And that's on me. I should be controlling that. But um I try sometimes I try to, like be aware. Yeah. I I want to run something by you. I tried it as a bit, really couldn't find why it was funny, but it just happened and I thought it was crazy. This guy petted Myrtle. Yeah. And did not acknowledge you. Me. <laughs> he doesn't notice. He just you. went like this. Yeah, that's weird. And then, and I was like, "Hey, hey!" hey. No, it's like because she's an extension of you. That's my fucking. <laughs> that's my little lady. Now, now she's got imagine, her clone. Imagine a guy do that to Katie. It doesn't I'll look at you. Fucking kill him. <laughs> he just jiggled her right butt cheek. He goes, "Damn, look at this, Kate." Do you know what I'm Mabel like, does with guys' dicks? She goes when she like meet, first meets them like in an elevator. She, it's like they're a doggy door flap. She somehow gets under their dick. Damn! Like, so she gets the whole fucking package. <laughs> I've seen, especially guys in gym shorts or like oh sweatpants. Like I can see. I'm like, I'm so sorry because they will look at me and grab their like, balls. Like, but it looks I'm, like you trained her. That's to do what that. I mean. They look at me. Oh! She goes, sorry, just trying to see what's in there. <laughs> Sorry, some people have drug dogs. I have a cock dog. Sorry. I mean, she goes for pussies Myrtle, too. Myrtle, find it. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, Mabel, find out how big that dude's dick is. She, like, turns around. She goes, it kind of falls right here yeah. on my skull, Mom. Yeah, she'll get, she gives you a sign. Paw up if it's big. Nothing if it's small. Yeah, so some fucking... people are just afraid of dogs or not that interested in them. And Mabel has a hard people time. People who are afraid of dogs... Let's smoke this. I understand. We usually only do um, 45 minutes. So All right. We'll, we'll wrap we'll up pretty over. soon. But people who are afraid of dogs, I understand. People who are just meh about dogs, I don't get that. I agree. I agree. I don't, you don't think that they're not the most <coughs> fun thing in the world. A dog randomly, I was doing press in some city, 
Oh, excuse cold. me. See, well, I, not really. <laughs> if, if I was selling out, I wouldn't have to do any press. But I was doing morning radio, and I was in the lobby, and I didn't want to be there. And they had an office dog. What kind of dog? It put you in a different mood. I was so happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. This was before I had a dog. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it made me so happy to be there. Some people don't realize, like, the organic, natural dopamine, the serotonin that they give you on a daily basis is so good for They're your mental health. It's simple. It's, um, yeah, because you're also, you're being rewarded because when you enrich them, they enrich you back. So you're actually being rewarded for work, too. So yeah. all of that, like, happiness is organic and deserved. I mean, it's frustrating as fuck because all they want to do is eat and smell everything. Yeah. But having a dog is, it was worth the pandemic. Do you think you and Katie will have, like, a house with a backyard one day? Yeah, probably. That's, like, I think that's the goal. Yeah. The goal is. Because I see Myrtle thriving in a backyard. She's not like Manhattan. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is, I think that's the, that's the goal. It's yeah. like we're both like a, gonna bust our ass, yeah. so we can live close to New York City mm-hmm. with a great backyard. Because yeah. we went, Jay and Christine had a house, they Airbnb a house in the Hamptons yeah. for uh, Memorial Day. Okay, big fenced-in backyard because of their dog, right. Dawkins. Dawkins, and so we named after Brian Dawkins of the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the greatest safeties of all time. And as a 49er <laughs> fan, I'll even admit that. Um, we let her into that backyard. And she was like... Are they friends? Yeah, they, they played along great. They're probably similar Dawkins size. barked at Myrtle in a weird way, where Myrtle was like, whatever, dude. I got yeah. a backyard. This is awesome. <laughs> Myrtle and Bandit, Ari's dog. I love Bandit. They play a lot. Yeah. When they're around each other, Ari brought Bandit to the dog park when both dogs were pretty young. Yeah. In, in Hoboken, which was like a oh. really... It was like a big dog park. Not that gross East Village Park. No, it was Irving. like a great... God oh, damn, okay. I didn't realize how good we had it. That Hoboken dog park's so good compared to what I go to the dog beach with Mabel and Justin's dog sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. But we but in the dog park, I had Myrtle was just running around playing and Bandit came in and they immediately started playing. Mm-hmm. That was very rewarding. You're like, Yay! Is, is it? They're like chasing each other. You're like, get it, guys. Mabel's uh <laughs> best playmate friend is a black lab named Louise. And if you were a bystander and you didn't know these dogs or Mami and Amy, their owners, you would think they were in a fight. Really? A full-on, like, to the death. They do the horror. They do ah, this horror. They flip ah, each other. They pin ah, each other. Yeah. And then, like, there's times where, like, Mabel will hide under the bench because she needs, like, a timeout. Because, yeah. like, Louise, I have a joke in my act where I say Mabel's undefeated at every dog park in lower Manhattan. But Amy, Louise's mom, will disagree with that. She'll say Louise will take out. Louise will pen Mabel, and she's not wrong. Louise is. Dogs playing with each other and they come. I feel bad for Myrtle because I take her to the dog park in Manhattan, and she's like, these people are weird. It's tough, right? Because we're kind of just thrusting these, like, uh, beings together and been like, be friends, like, be social. That's what they do with kids. I know. Some kids are, like, what's funny, though, is my family was in town, and we walked by... um, this group of kids, I'm done with this. Are you done with this? Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm, they were outside playing soccer, like kids at my niece and nephew had ever met. My niece and nephew were 11 and 8. They live in a different state. They have a different vibe. These kids were playing soccer at like 9 o'clock on like by the Hudson, like, and they just jumped in. Yeah. Not only did they jump in, like my nephew was like kind of gotten like, not, like a little tiff with one of the kids, and then That's they awesome. made up. That's Within fun. the span of like 15 minutes. That's kids. Baxter was like, yeah, I kicked the ball and hit him in the back. So he chased me around, said he was going to kill me. And then we were friends. And now we're cool. <laughs> now I got a friend that lives in New York City. But there is, 
Yeah. That was my favorite yeah. part of uh, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Drinking. Okay. Was he compared going to a bar sober? He's like, it's, it's no different than when you went to a birthday party when you were five. Right. The first 10 minutes were awkward. Right. But then you're like running around having fun and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that's, we're all, that's how we all operate. So right. I, I forget about that. Mm-hmm. Unless okay. you're at a barbecue with Shane and then you're like, I'll have another Heineken zip. Heineken zip. I was just cracking them. I went and got them. I left the barbecue and got them. I was like, I need this shit. <laughs> that's so funny. Needed it. Did you have to pee a lot? So much. I used to drink in O'Doul's here and there during one of my phases of oh, quitting. Oh, here's the thing about, I always was worried. Like, yeah. I drink too many zeros. Yeah. But then I drink it, and then I'm uncomfortable, and then I know the calories, and I'm like, right. why did I do that? Yeah, what's the payoff? I could have had a Gatorade or right. a delicious <coughs> drink that I enjoy. I mean, I drink a lot of pineapple juice, you know, because it's supposed to Damn, be Damn, if you're a dude, your cum would be so sweet. Well, it's supposed to make my pussy taste good, but... Oh, really? Nobody knows. I didn't know it worked for ladies, too. I thought it was yeah. just us and our boy sap. Yeah, I do it. I picture, like, uh, Willy Wonka and, like, the good smelling Do you uh, think there's wallpaper. a guy who's like... Do you drink a lot of pineapple juice? Yeah. Has that happened? Where he's see- like, damn, your pussy tastes like, what is that, dole? <laughs> you get a lot of dole pineapples. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of black eyes. I'll be like, can you make this grape? That's so funny. <laughs> can you add a little alizé to this? <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, that's so fu- I always thought that was so funny to, to sweeten your load. You're like, do you like cum sweet or unsweetened? I just need to know how much juice I got to drink. I got to know if I got to cut my shit. Yeah. Cum always like tastes like not great. Has it ever been? Palatable? Yeah. Yeah. No, my last boyfriend actually, I take that back. My My last boyfriend was actually good. You go, that's a good batch. It was like. You should give a review. Yeah. You go, hey guys. Hey guy, yeah, <laughs> it's me, Karen. Coming at you like hit a ling, like hit a ring light. I just drank your cum. The nodes. And I'm I have getting... one question for you: Were you playing intramural sports last night? The pineapple because it was... this is spicy. You are coming in hot. Woo! You were doing a lot of lifting weights. This is, I think this is like sweaty cum. Does stress that make in, sense? Stress-induced activity. You're leaking you're, from the wrong places. Your cum is chunky. Are you taking a lot of naps? <laughs> It'd be fun to like be able to tell. You know how like in uh, like in those Western movies, the what, where Native the, Americans, where the West, the Native Americans would always oh. like touch the dirt and be like, "Horses were here 15 <laughs> minutes ago." <laughs> yeah. Could you do that with cum? There'd be like shit too. Like, you go like you taste cum and you go. <clears throat> Did you go to Maine? <laughs> He's like, did I you did. have a lobster roll <laughs> yeah, in Portland, go, Maine? I fucking did. You go, I'm getting the brine of it. Mm. There's a slight... Did you do warm butter? Did you, uh, do, well, you, do, did you do lobster and hot butter? I'm getting it through your cum. That would fucking rule. Cum detective. I'm it's a, you cum, a, a cum sommelier. A, yeah. A cumolier. I'm getting no. I'm a cumolier. Cumolier, dude. Karen Feehan, come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Make the shirt. Not Kanye, Get though. the money. He hates Jews. Come on. We all know Jews love to come. C-U-M-M-E-L-I-E-R. Je suis une comme Bonjour. Bonsoir. Je suis comme on Come in my hand. Yeah. It's, uh, the body was full. Dude, that'd be great. Do it. 
Make money off it. Hey, listen. Um, thanks for coming on my podcast. This yeah. is obviously the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, sure. If this, I think it will get more views than Joe List, and I. I don't want to. Don't pit us against each other. Um, I think He's my good friend. I think Joe will enjoy this. He likes. Joe's blowing up. Uh, look, I mean, Joe loves getting in a fight for public exposure. No, he does not. <laughs> and he, I will stand up for the, that is not the narrative. I, I'll tell you who I am. Joe obviously as did New all York's this number for one, attention. As New York's number one sweet boy, I'm going to bring Bert True. and Joe back together. Oh, you are a connector. I would connect Joe and Bert. Yeah. I was recently on the Fully Loaded Tour. Joe's one of my oldest friends in comedy. One of my favorite people on earth. Yeah. I, I think it's like, it sounds Bert. like. Is a, a sweetie. It sounds like a thing that I've been in a million times. Where I'm like, gonna sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a one off podcast, <laughs> and I'm gonna do a sit down over Thai food with Bert Kreischer. And Joe, but Joe, Joe refuses to eat it. I, I, I don't like Thai food. I go. Think, you know what, bud? We got you pizza, and they're gonna bring pizza for him, and then we are gonna sit and hash this out. I, uh, I, I promise you that. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I can't promise anything. I'm high. You saw it happen. You guys saw it in real time. Um, you rule, Karen. I feel like there's no reason for you to plug anything because... DanSoder.com. DanSoder.com. I'm going to be in Dana you Beach. You follow me and you're not following Dan. You're like a weird, weird person. No, you're not. I, you're I, like your own it. little corner. No, I get it. DanSoder.com. Dana ah. Be- uh, side Splitters in Tampa. Dana Beach Improv. I love A lot of West Coast shit coming up. Comedy <laughs> Store. Uh, Irvine Improv. American Comedy Company. Seattle, Neptune Theater West in Coast. August. Yeah, West Coast. Seattle, West Coast Calgary, Soder. Edmonton. Let's go. West uh, Coast Soda. You are, I'm, I'm so happy that you quit drinking. Me too. I'm so happy you've been kicking ass. It took me like three times. You rule. But, you know, we got yeah. there. Katie and Myrtle say hi. Katie and Myrtle, I love you guys. We didn't even talk about my family's visit. Oh my God. You got, well, you got a whole other episode. Hey, man. And then you'll double down and beat Jolis twice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know why I'm doing What does that mean? Oh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, please. It's just stalled out. You know Cut, what? Finish I have, epi- finish I have. Epi- it's only It's only